Good morning, and welcome to the Cyber Smart Morning News Update. With the always evolving world of cyber threats and defense, you need a source you can trust. FBI retired Special Agent Darren Mott guides you through today's intricate cyber landscape and brings you the latest headlines and insights and what it means to you. Let's dive into today's cyber news. Good morning, friends. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2023. This is a Cyber Smart Morning News Update. I'm your host, retired FBI Supervisory Special Agent Daramont. And I want to get right into these stories uh, because I have quite a few. I actually cut a few out because it would have pushed me way long. I've uh, been finding myself going over 15 minutes, which means I can't post a video of this on LinkedIn for people who view that directly there. So I'm going to try to get right into this, get, get, get going and get you out of here in under 15 minutes because we're here for a good time, not a long time. So let's get, get start right off with it from cyberscoop.com. This is Christian Vasquez reporting. Uh, an FDA cyber mandate for medical devices is going into effect. So new regulations that went into effect on Sunday aim to take it more make it more difficult to hack into medical devices by requiring vendors to beef up the security features of things like pacemakers and insulin pumps before they make it to market. Okay, super. So... Um, Obviously, this is interesting simply because we're finally realizing that internet-connected devices, Internet of Things devices, especially in the healthcare field, um, are if they're particularly vulnerable, can cause particular problems, especially pacemaker. If you can hack a pacemaker, that's not good. Uh, these are regulations from the FDA, and they mandate vendors of medical devices to create processes to define and mitigate vulnerabilities. Okay, I, and again, how? And I, I point this one out because this is again the government getting involved in cybersecurity, which not many necessarily um, a, a horrible thing for them to get involved in, but if we remember from yesterday when I was talking about the department of state getting hacked, perhaps the government should worry about their own internal systems before adding additional regulations and policies on the private sector who probably are aware that they have these issues, but if it makes medical devices safer, okay, sure. That's probably the best way to go, but will this really have a huge impact on cybersecurity with medical devices? I don't know, probably not, but um, obviously if you're in the healthcare field, um, this is not a bad thing, um, but honestly, companies should be doing their own thing to protect their stuff. So I point that one out. This is from Bleeping Computer, Sergey O'Gatley. This house honestly should have been the, the top story today. I should have done that first. So Apple emer emergency update fixes new zero day used in, to hack iPhone. So obviously, chances are 95% of you listening to this podcast are listening to it on an iPhone. So you need to go into your settings, go to general, go to software update and patch it because Apple released an emergency update to patch a zero day security flaw exploited in attacks targeting iPhone and iPad users. So Apple is aware that this is from the company. Apple is aware of a report that this issue may have been actively exploited against versions of iOS before iOS 16.6. So um, Apple said it addressed the security issue in iOS 17.0.3 with improved checks. It has yet to reveal who found and reported the flaw, ideally because they don't want to give them credit and they don't want to necessarily, you know, make the bad guys aware of it and do more stuff. So the list of impacted devices is extension extensive, rather it includes iPhone XS and later, uh, the iPad Pro 12.9 inch second generation and later iPad Pro 10.5 inch and the iPad Pro 11 inch first generation and later Apple Air, Apple, I'm sorry, iPad Air generation three and later, iPad sixth generation and later, and iPad mini fifth generation. So a lot of iPads. So basically, if, you, if you're listening to this on an Apple device, update it right now because it can allow a bad guy into your phone and they could theoretically steal all the stuff. This is the 17th exploit that's been um, identified, or rather 
um, this, yeah, identified this year that Apple has had to fix. So if you think, hey, I got an Apple, I'm safe. You are not. Uh, Apple uh, uses software like all other manufacturers and software code has vulnerabilities. That's why they release these patches because bad guys figure out how to exploit them and bad things can happen. So if you're an Apple user, update right now. Sadly, this podcast doesn't have a huge uh, leader listenership. So, I'm, I mean, <laughs> tell your friends too, because chances are your friends have apples. They need to update it as, as well. So tell your family members because they probably aren't listening to the podcast. They have Apple. They need to update their stuff. From Bleeping Computer, Bill Tolis reporting, researchers warn of 100,000 industrial control systems exposed online. This is a problem because industrial control systems run all of the systems that help us to live our lives. This is going to include uh, devices within the electrical infrastructure area, power grids, traffic light systems, security water systems, stuff like that. So um, about 100,000, who reported that? Bill told us. Uh, about 100,000 industrial control systems were found on the public web exposing to attackers, exposed to attackers and uh, allowing them to probe for vulnerabilities and it provides a risk of unauthorized access. These include sensors, actuator switches, building management systems, automatic tank gauges uh, that are all part of critical infrastructure systems. They may think, why would a hacker hack that? Well, because let's say, let's say you can take over a company's um, management system and you can turn off the elevators. You can do a whole bunch of bad things. Bad guys are going to get, are going to win off of that. So, and this isn't, isn't just in the United States, the, the cybersecurity company BitSight alerted of the threat after identifying the problems in multiple sectors and impacting Fortune 1000 companies in nine or companies in 96 countries. So it's the scale is pretty big and continues to get bigger, larger, largely because industrial control systems are running legacy systems and legacy software that often often is not patched, not updated, and bad guys are figuring out how to exploit those. It's it's a huge problem and it's been known for a long time, um, but it continues on because companies it, you can't. It's kind of hard to just. You know, if you've got a building that's 30 years old, there's a bunch of old devices in there. It's kind of hard to just replace them because it costs money, right? So the exposed countries in terms of how many organizations have at least one exposed ICS in the are the United States, Canada, Italy, United Kingdom, France, Netherlands, Germany, Spain, Poland, Sweden. Obviously, all first world companies and our countries are not a big surprise because they have the best technology. So um, we're going to see more of this as the year goes through. Hackernews.com. At Lazen, Confluence hit by new actively exploited zero day. Confluence is a um, information sharing platform, among other things. But Atlas, Atlassian has released fixes to contain an actively exploited critical zero day flaw impacting publicly accessible Confluence data center and server instances. This particular vulnerability, which is CVE 2023-2022-515, is remotely exploited and allows external attackers to create unauthorized Confluence administrator accounts to access Confluence servers. Um, it does not impact Confluence versions prior to 8.0.0, but of course, as we always like to say, patch your systems. So most of these servers are going to be patched, and uh, ideally, and have the later versions of Confluence, which are now vulnerable. So this is more high, more to highlight the need to continue to patch your information. Actually, I, I forgot to report that I, in the headline, it even says patch now in the headline. So uh, you want to do that because bad guys are going to get in, going to figure out how to use that vulnerability, and then you're going to have a problem. All right, our next article is from helpnetsecurity.com. This is Helga Labus reporting. A critical vulnerability in WS underscore FTP server exploited by attackers. Now, I mentioned this earlier in the week that the... Uh, the company that owns Move It Progress Software, one of their other file sharing applications, WSFTP, had found vulnerabilities, critical vulnerabilities. And I would I said that there will be exploits by the time the weekend. So I don't know if I said that exactly, but that's what I meant. And here we are. So 
this particular vulnerability is a .NET deserialization vulnerability that could allow an unauthorized threat actor to execute remote commands um, on an underlying WSFTP server. So it's already happening. So obviously, if you're using this program or this uh, piece of software, update the sucker as quickly as you can. Okay, I'm running low on time, so let's get kicking. This is from Info Security Magazine, Light Spy iPhone spyware linked to Chinese APT41 group. Uh, banking security firm ThreatPack Fabric has found evidence that LightSpy, an iPhone spyware discovered in 2020, is more sophisticated than previously reported and could be linked to the infamous Chinese-sponsored threat group APT41. So I highlight this just to make the two points. One, obviously, Chinese nation-state-sponsored hacker groups are going to target anybody they can. Most of their uh, targets that they would look for, um, companies, executives, political leaders are using an iPhone and therefore there you go. If they can use this particular piece of software to get in, they will do it and they'll have a lot of dwell. The dwell time will be pretty long. In other words, they'll get in and, and be there for a while. So again, it makes the point that you need to patch your system because bad guys are going to get into, it, especially nation state guys who are very good. APT is a hacking group formed in 2012 with alleged ties to the Chinese ministry of state security uh, it's also been known as Barium, Double Dragon, Wicked Panda, Wicked Spider, depending on who you're talking to and what they're naming it. So uh, obviously, again, it goes both to the point to update your iPhones. Uh, cybernews.com. This is got no byline actor. So uh, after recovery from cyber attack, Clorox anticipates quarterly loss. So Clorox, the big maker of cleaning products. Uh, after an attack in August, which caused outages and disruptions in its supply chain and operations, Clorox, a U.S. cleaning products maker, expects to post a first quarter loss, the company announced on Wednesday. The company expects to experience ongoing but lessening operational impacts in the second quarter as it makes progress in returning to normalized efforts. So this occurred in August. We're now in October, and they still don't have their network up and running. And let's be honest, Clorox is a big company. Uh, I'm sure they're Fortune 500. And so um, if you are a um, stockholder in Clorox, you are losing money on your stocks. Their brand is getting impacted. I make this point just to make the point that if you are a small and medium company and you get hit with a cyber attack, chances are you're likely to go out of business because of the cost to it, especially if it's ransomware and you have to pay the ransom to get your data back. So I make this point to use Clorox as a learning lesson that you, if you're a small and medium business, you need to get on top of your cybersecurity issues do something to start down the road of fixing your cybersecurity hygiene because chances are, you know, one bad cyber attack and you are going out of business. And that is the last article I have for today. All these articles will be listed in the show notes if you want to look at it. I am under 15 minutes, so thumbs up to that. So I'm doing better, yay for me. So uh, as always, if you have thoughts, questions, tips on the podcast, you can email me, Darren, at thecyberguy.com. Find me on LinkedIn, Substack, Instagram, Facebook, um, please uh, share the information of this podcast with friends and family who could perhaps benefit from it. If you have thoughts or tips, I'd love to hear from them, hear about them or whatever. Um, I'll be honest, it's early in the morning. I couldn't sleep, so I got up to, to bang this podcast out this morning. So um, if it sounds like I'm tired, I kind of am. So I'm going to go back to bed, uh, but I'm going to get this out so that it's there for you if you use this uh, podcast for your commute. If you do, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk in tomorrow's op-ed Friday. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about, but I'll come up with something. Other than that, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day because knowing that knowledge is protection, if we can understand the threats targeting us, we can assess our risk and proceed wisely. And if we get a little cyber smarter, we get a whole lot cyber safer. Enjoy your Thursday. Cyber Smart Morning News is written and produced by Cyber Guy Productions. 
Feel free to email thoughts, comments, or suggestions to Darren at thecyberguy.com or follow Darren on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash in slash Darren Mott. Thanks for listening.